Athlon Sports got Big Ten coaches to talk about other Big Ten programs on the record by letting them keep their names anonymous. But what were some of the juiciest bites that we got from those conversations? You are locked on Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening into Locked On Big Ten alongside Jacob Rood of Locked On Hoosiers. I'm Nate Dickinson. Coming up, we're going to get into the biggest criticisms from Big Ten coaches quoted on other Big Ten programs. Athlon Sports does a post every single year where they kind of, I don't know how really, but get to talk to every single Big Ten coach about other Big Ten teams. So they have some quotes that they anonymously post out. So no names are revealed, but We'll talk about that in just a second. Of course, first off, thank you for making Locked On Big Ten your first listen every single weekday. Once you're done here, be sure to tune in to all the other Locked On Big Ten network of podcasts or whatever it is. If you're a Hoosiers fan, a podcast like Locked On Hoosiers with Jacob here. Uh, Jacob, thanks as always for joining us here on the show today. We're talking about things coaches are saying going into the season, which if you ask me is some of the most valuable information that we can get. I'm always really, really intrigued whenever I see this pop up on the newsfeed every single preseason. Cause I feel like, I mean, we can be talking about football as much as we want. We're never going to know as much as these coaches. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. They, these are always really insightful. Um, generally, especially when it comes to pro sports, one of the things I dislike the most is quoting anonymous front office people or executives or scouts or whatnot, because it's usually like just silly stuff. And there's a reason they're not putting their name to it. It's different here because you're, you're quoting coaches. Uh, it's also just, I mean, college sports are different, but you're quoting coaches, like you said, who know the game uh, better than any of us do. So it does provide a lot of insight into um, I think a lot of times like me with IU, we kind of get into this bubble where, we're talking so much about the program or these little small battles that kind of getting a big picture outside view is a kind of a nice welcome change of uh, perspective in a lot of these situations. So let's dive right in. I wanted to start with the best team in the Big Ten, Ohio State. Uh, I mean, a team that really it's hard to find criticisms for. But you, you did have, I, I had, again, anonymous coaches talking here to Athlon Sports. I just had one just kind of thing to note on, on what they said. The sole issue that kept them out of the playoff has been fixed. And this isn't even really a criticism. But it was, I think, just kind of a nod to, again, just how much, like, I don't know. It, it's hard to explain but how good Ohio State was last year. You feel like they're going to be even better this season just on paper again. Uh, but it, the sole issue that kept them out of the playoff has been fixed. This is the direct quote now. It's all about how fast D.C. Jim Knowles gets them fit for what he wants. If you're looking for a criticism here, they're short superstars on this side lately. They're solid in every phase on defense. But for instance, their linebackers were fine. The reality is that no one, not even this team, is built to always win by outscoring the other team. And it finally bit them, which I feel like is 
I don't know if it's old school football talking. I mean, you have to have defense to be able to win on the biggest, biggest stages, of course. And again, uh, Michigan did put up points on Ohio State and Ohio State just wasn't able to match it on that one day. But uh, I mean, I feel like with how good Ohio State's offense is, that kind of a criticism is something one that I don't hear all that often about a team like the Buckeyes, especially with the depth that that roster has. I don't know what magnitude he's talking about. Like if he's talking about being able to beat like the Georgias out there, or if he's talking about, I mean, he was obviously talking about in one instance, being able to beat like the Michigans, but as far as like what Ohio state is, I feel like even if they are just okay on defense or don't have the superstars on defense like that, he said they're good in every unit. I'm perfectly fine taking that Ohio state team onto any level, any stage and, saying, yeah, they can win a game. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know how the question might have been phrased. If they right, were yeah, asking, we don't get those either. That's weird. Yeah, if it was specifically what is a criticism about this team or something along those lines, because that's the only way I can really um, – I don't – I the defense, it feels weird to criticize them. Like in the answer itself, it says they're solid in every phase on defense. If your weakness is that you don't have superstars defensively, I think every program in the country would take that. And so there, yeah, I, when you have an offense as good as they do and the, maybe the funniest kind of quote or, or segment out of this whole article was talking about uh, last year's roster. It said when we broke down the roster last season, it was like editing your NCAA video game on dynasty mode and you put everyone at 99. I, and I laughed and that's, uh, that's what it felt like at times last season. And they brought a good chunk of those guys back this season. And it's going to be the, the same once again. So when you have an offense like that, you, I mean, being solid at every position defensively should be enough. Um, and it, I mean, in two games or one game, I guess that Michigan game last year, it wasn't, um, they, as they said, they addressed that with the new defensive coordinator, Jim Knowles, and they move forward. So I don't really, I don't, I don't put a ton of stock into this, like any sort of criticism this is, or this being any sort of weakness. Like I, I think this team can outscore anybody uh, even at that elite top level with your Bama's, your Georgia's, whoever it ends up being uh, in that college football playoff. I think they'll be able to match up with just about anybody um, and especially if that defense is improved from what was, I mean, it was already a, a, a above average defense last year. You're just, when you're at that level there, you're talking about going from above average to great. And that's what the jump Ohio state, I guess, needs to make this season. The thing is when you're talking about the Buckeyes, you're talking about a team that is going to compete on that level. And I think you're right. We don't know the question. And when you think about that, like if he said, I mean, he said in the response as well, if you're looking for a criticism here, right? So yeah. like if you're looking for a criticism, the criticism is not really anything against Ohio State, but it's something like at the stage that Ohio State's playing at, being the elite of the elite on offense isn't good enough. Mm -hmm. I mean, the teams that win national championships, you're talking about like just looking at the last decade, the Alabamas, the Georgias from last season, everybody. Yes, th there's places where 
in individual positions groups, like not every group has had a CJ Stroud at quarterback, every championship team. But when you're talking about what those teams have had, elite players on offense and elite players on defense and being able to do it on both sides of the football all the time, being elite, elite. It's what you need to be able to do to be able to avoid slipping up to Michigan. And it's what you need to be able to do to be able to compete at at any level at that college football playoff stage. Because I said it all last season, as good as Ohio State's offense was, I didn't see it being Georgia in any day of the week. I mean, that was just how good that Georgia team was to an extent. But at the same time, like we're talking about teams that are all around superstars. The only teams that are going to be able to consistently out-recruit Ohio State too. So in the years where you're picking for something to find for the Buckeyes, I think it's a valid criticism. It's kind of this... uh... Almost, almost like a double-edged sword, I guess, where like on one hand, you're, like you said, there's only a very small handful of teams that this matters against. You're Georgia, Alabama, uh, sometimes Clemson. Like it's a, it's a really short list. Michigan, obviously, last season. But then again, that's the hurdles that Ohio State's looking to clear. They're not as much worried about the Big Ten games. They're worried about the college football playoff games. So, um it on one hand like yeah they're they're incredible they're great they're the best team in the big 10 probably not close i at least i don't think it's really close right now um and like everybody would take that in the big 10 the team they have but at the same time your measuring stick is not the big 10 your measuring stick is the elite of the elites the the programs that have won national titles in recent years that's what ohio state is um measuring itself against so while yeah it's a it's a great offense it's a great defense is it as good as georgia is it as good as alabama those are the questions that for probably most of the season that we're going to be asking we're going to be comparing ohio state to those schools as opposed to penn state or wisconsin or or whoever it may be in the big 10 i want to move on to michigan state here a quote i pulled was about something that's been something that Mel Tucker has been an innovator in, and that's taken advantage of this new transfer portal. Uh, one coach said, quote, this is transfer you. Does that work with every season? What's your culture like? It seems like these guys don't set limits like other staffs. Normally you're working with the portal out of extreme need for a position group or to complement a roster. These guys shop the whole store, it seems. Which, when I hear it, I hear a little bit of bitterness out of mm-hmm. – a coach potentially who could be just looking at that team and being like, Hey, I, why is this working? Like this is, this is against everything that like you as a football guy, as a head coach are, are a believer in, right? Like you're telling guys who are thinking of transferring out, like you got to stay in, you got to stick with the group. You got to believe in what we build here with players and our team. And this is a Mel Tucker guy who's saying, Hey, if you're good, come play football. And it's working for him. Michigan State's just taken this huge leap up since he's got there. I don't, again, I don't know exactly what's intended in all these quotes, but that that sounds to me a little bit like somebody who's like on the outside looking in and just like kind of peering in from the window and being a little bit envious of what he's seeing. Yeah, that's the vibe I got from that too. Listen, I think 
that I mean the the transfer policy isn't going isn't changing. Like this is how college football, this is how college sports are now. And barring a some type no, of draft, I don't think I don't think the criticism's even that. I'm just thinking it's something where like he's saying this isn't how coaching is supposed to work. This is like I'm supposed to be building a culture here, and yeah. a big part of that is the idea that I have these guys who have been here three four years to help me do it. Yeah, and and that's what I was going to get at is that if these coaches embrace it like Mel Tucker has, Tom Allen at IU's done it uh, in the past couple seasons as well, uh, you have to have a really strong culture like that kind of alluded to, and you have to have a really strong kind of foundation. But if you get these guys to come in to embrace that culture, um, then – I think it can be successful. I mean, obviously it can be successful. We've seen it with Michigan State. Uh, They've had success doing this. So I think this is kind of what the nature of college sports is going to be is um, building a culture isn't strictly going to be you recruit a guy out of high school, he stays for three, four years, and that's your culture. I think think that's going to be part of it, but it's going to be mixed in with bringing in guys from other programs where – um, maybe they are a good fit for your culture. They were just elsewhere for a season, a couple seasons, whatever it may be. So uh, I did, it did seem like bitterness kind of reading this, but I, I think it's uh, an aspect of college athletics that, like I said, for one, it's not going anywhere, but if you embrace it and you go about it the right way, like it seems Michigan state has, it's an added tool and an added uh, way to get talent onto your team. And, think Mel Tucker maybe more than just about anybody else has embraced that and found success in that. Seems like coach saying like the the players make the culture and Mel Tucker's yeah. turning around and being like, no, 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 no. The culture can make the players. I don't know. But yeah. yeah, we'll talk more about that in just a second here on locked on big 10. We'll have more of just the list. I have of some of the bigger criticisms and just more interesting notes. I saw from a list of quotes from anonymous coaches around the Big Ten, opening up a little bit more about what they think about their fellow programs. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Bet Bet BetOnline is your one-stop shop for all of your sports gambling needs. If you need the information on everything that's going on around sports or just want to know more about how to get into sports gambling, BetOnline can help you out with any of it. All the news and latest shifts in lines and trends you need to know as far as betting goes, Head on over to Bet Online for again everything that you need to know when you're placing those bets. Bet Online, where the game starts. Back in on Locked On Big Ten, Jacob Rood with me here as we continue to go down Athlon Sports' list of anonymous quotes from Big Ten coaches on other Big Ten programs. And when the names don't get attached to things, coaches I think do get a little bit more open. At least I think that's what we've seen. We what we've heard so far. Uh, moving on, I want to start out talking about your Hoosiers, Jacob. Again, Jacob, the host of Locked On Hoosiers. A quote on Tom Allen, and really, I think just kind of something that I think one you would disagree with a little bit more, just in the atmosphere around Indiana. But uh, I also think is a really important thing to kind of try and note when you're getting into this part of a coach's tenure. Uh, On Indiana, quote, this is the season where we're all going to find out if this program can win sustainably. Can they develop talent? Can they fill holes on the roster without leading on the portal? All that. Uh, Tom had an amazing 2020 in a weird season. 
but now it's a test of how good all your fundamentals as a program manager are. I don't think that Indiana fans have that kind of a vibe around Tom Allen specifically, but I do think that going into this season, it is a big kind of a year for Indiana and quite a few other teams around the Big Ten too, honestly, if you ask me, as to, okay, what is the mood going forward with this coaching staff, with whatever this program is doing right now? If Tom Allen starts at least showing momentum again, He's going to be fine. We've talked before. I don't think he loses his job no matter what at the end of this season. But around the Big Ten, I don't think anybody is thinking of Tom Allen in Indiana as any sort of big threat this season. I think everyone expects him to be back at the bottom of the barrel this year in the Big Ten. And also, as just like Tom Allen as a coach, I think there's evidence there that there could still be that thought of, okay, this guy just had a good year at a time when things were crazy, unprecedented, all those adjectives from back then. I think the biggest thing that you have to do when you look at Indiana kind of from the outside looking in is IU fans grade on a very different scale than maybe what a traditional program would. IU fan, like, I also think that um, uh, it's kind of a, a reaction to last season without really looking at what he did building up to that. Um, each year IU improved since he took over uh, technically in 2016, but his first full season was 2017. They were building up, they were building up, they were eight and five in 2019 before that 2020 season. Uh, yeah. I am not trying to explain anything away from last season. And Tom Allen talked about that at media day. Um, he talked about how brutal that loss to Iowa was at the beginning of the season and how it really deflated them and then um, pair that with injuries and things really snowballed for them last season. And that's where you get to two and 10 and, and as bad as they looked at the end of the year. But I, I, I do think it's a important season for him to figure out if that was an anomaly, uh, but I also don't think they're anything close. Like you said, he's not on any sort of hot seat. It, I don't think the, the culture around the program has changed at all. Like it's still the same Tom Allen that everybody kind of fell in love with in that 2020 season and the same um, vibe and the same energy he always brings. I don't think anything's changed in that regard. And uh, he and the players both, think that last year was kind of the exception um Taiwan Mullen who is going to be uh if he's healthy one of the best cornerbacks in the Big Ten this season and he's going to be kind of the anchor of IU he talked about one of the reasons he came back this season is because he knew two and ten wasn't what Indiana was and he said that it it felt like a lot of people forgot about what they were before last season so I I kind of understand where they're coming at. I do think this is a big year. I think we'll find out if Indiana is going to be able to ever become one of those teams that could be a threat uh, some years, or if Indiana is just going to hover around six and six, but hovering around six and six is, is still largely fine for, for Tom Allen and IU. Like this isn't a program looking for huge, uh, for big 10 titles for, for anything like that. So um, I also just, the, the quote itself seems weird because part of it was about 
can they fill holes on the roster without leaning on the portal? And I mean, they, their entire offense has transferred in from quarterback to running back to multiple wide receivers. And like they leaned as heavily on the portal as anyone this year. So I, 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 the, the quote itself had a, had me raising an eyebrow reading it, but I think the general kind of feeling of it is right. That this is an important year though. If he only goes three and nine or, or four and eight or whatever it is, I don't think he's going to be on any sort of hot seat by the end of this season. Yeah. Indiana is on one of those. Li- I mean, I mean, it's definitely one of those schools I'd put in that category of like what, the team that does this season can definitely set the mood for what's going into next season. Like there's co- there's, I think very few coaches in the big 10 where it's like, no matter what happens this year, you're still feeling good going into the season after that Indiana. I feel like last season, even after that bad year, you're still feeling pretty good going into this season, at least about who Tom Allen is as a head coach, right? Maybe not what the program's going to do this year or even in the next couple of years. But as far as what Tom Allen can do, I feel like you had that benefit of the doubt of like an insurance season or whatever that is. I think he's used that. And I think yeah. a lot of Big Ten coaches have used their insurance seasons already it's going to be really interesting to see now what happens if there's another bad year added on for, I mean, I can count them up all if I wanted to, but I have to, I have a feeling it could be like six big time coaches, maybe even, or maybe even more than that, that you could put on that kind of a list. But I think that's, I, that's like a quote, a quote I pulled just because I think Tom Allen is like a really pure instance of something that just is exactly that. Uh, Moving on, Penn State's a team that I think is really interesting going into this season. And another Big Ten coach had a quote on it too. Quote, you would think this is a really hungry team and staff because they've fallen off the last few years and they're not as relevant nationally. And then went on to say Clifford needs protection and they need to get creative with the playmakers they've got. I mean, has that been the problem with Penn State? Just not being able to get creative with the talent that's there? Uh, it's interesting because the handful of times a year that I watch Penn State, I always think that they're talented. Um, maybe part of that is it feels like they normally play pretty well against IU, but um, I'm not sure, honestly, what the problem has been. I think in certain aspects, maybe talent has been a little bit of a problem, though they've had really good wide receivers. I generally like Sean Clifford. I know he's kind of had an up and down career in Penn State. Um, I've liked what I've seen from him. Um, I don't know if creativity's really been their issue when it when it comes to the last few seasons. Um, like maybe that's what he's saying, you know. Like it, it's you, you're right. The wide receivers are being there's talent there. I mean, you have Jaquan yeah. Brisker on that defensive backfield too, who is really good as well. And he goes to the NFL, of course, now, but. Then Sean Clifford, someone I've also been, again, while he's been up and down, someone who I think can manage a game at the very least, is certainly not the worst Big Ten quarterback out there. And he's, with all those pieces, still struggling to do whatever it is it need to do to win in the Big Ten. It's, I think, something that, like, when I saw it, I was with you, like, okay, creativity isn't exactly how I would put it. But I think maybe that's what whoever this is is talking about. It's like there's talent there. The playmakers, as it was referred to in the exact quote, are there. 
that I just don't know if I'm confident in Penn State being able to go out and beat not just an Ohio State or a Michigan, but we're talking about now like in previous years, I would be like, okay, Penn State's definitively better than like uh, Wisconsin, a Michigan State, an Iowa most years too. That's the step back, I think. That's the not as nationally relevant part of it we're talking about. When you get into just using the playmakers, I think that's just a coach seeing talent and not seeing the wins go with it. And if you got that coach's mindset, you're just thinking, okay, we just need to do something different in the playbook. Yeah, I also think part of it, I mean, it was a problem that IU had last season is that their offensive line struggled, not to the degree I used it, but like they really struggled to run the ball last year. And when you have a a situation like that and you become kind of predictable, it that leads to some of the issues they had last season, uh, especially down the stretch. So I, I maybe that's what they mean in terms of some creativity to to try to alleviate some of those issues. But um, it, if the creativity they're looking for is to just get the ball into the playmakers' hands more, then yeah, no, I'm a hundred percent with that because they do have uh, playmakers in a number of different positions. But um, it, it's kind of one of those teams. I mean, I I don't know if I can pinpoint exactly what's been wrong with them the last couple seasons, but. I do agree that they've gone from maybe the tier right below Ohio state where even sometimes they were even with Ohio state uh, to the last four or five years, they've kind of dropped down to with the Iowa's, the Wisconsin's um, and whatnot to a, a tier pretty clearly below uh, the, uh, a team like Ohio state and probably even Michigan and uh Michigan state might be there with them, but I think they're not really among the best in the big 10 East anymore. And that's where they were for a while um, among those Ohio States and Michigans. I mean, I think there might even be like a tier in between there. Like you're talking about when Penn state was talking about like big 10 championship level stuff. And then there was like just in the past two or three years, I feel like a level where Penn state was maybe below Ohio state, Michigan, but like, I think, would be put clearly above again the Wisconsin's, Michigan states, and stuff like that. Part of that's just because other teams have gotten better, and like Michigan state's just playing a lot better football. Wisconsin is still being Wisconsin, Iowa still being Iowa, but they're doing it well. It, it it's stuff where maybe they didn't get all that much worse, but there's a lot of other options in the Big Ten right now. When you get into okay, who's the third best? Who's the fourth best? Who's the fifth best team in that conference? And when you look at Penn State, they do not have the track record right now to be able to look at them and say, okay, should you even be in everybody's top five? Like if you're thinking like top of teams in the Big Ten, and you have a, a Penn State six or seven. I can't say I disagree with you too much. Yeah, there's a level of consistency that's been there with Iowa, Wisconsin for for almost decades at this point. But and with Penn State, we're only talking yeah. about like what what I mean, a team that was even when it was we're talking about struggling in the last couple of seasons. Struggling for them is sitting at five hundred. Yeah, I mean they were eleven and two in twenty nineteen. So it's not right. been yeah, too yeah. much. They had a great year that year. Yeah, it's not been too much of a struggle, but. I mean, when you're at Penn State, you want to be competing for Big Ten titles, and that's, at least in the last couple of years, it's not really been what they're doing. So um, I, that's a level they want to get back to, and 
I don't know that they're going to be there this year, but I, I just in general think there's kind of a level of consistency that I don't, it, it hasn't felt like Penn state's had that the last two or three years that um, they, they kind of need to get back to, to be a consistent top level team again. Jacob Roots with Locked On Hoosiers every weekday as we get ready for football season. We'll be talking to you again soon, Jacob. I know as we got team previews and everything to get to, we got a lot planned, and I'm trying to get a lot planned here for the upcoming month to get ready for football season. So we'll be talking to you very soon, if not again, of course, next week at this time, this place here on Locked On Big Ten. Thank you, as always, for joining us, Jacob, and we'll talk to you soon. Yep, looking forward to it.